As we look at Don't Settle Today, this first message, I've titled it A Bowl of Soup. A Bowl of Soup. When my wife and I were engaged to be married a, a little over 20 years ago, she was living in Nebraska. She went to school her freshman year, and we got married in between her freshman and sophomore year of college. And she, she went back home to live with her parents in Nebraska to get a job and to save up for marriage. And, and I was traveling full-time, uh, speaking and preaching, and I was also saving up for our, our new marriage. And Tiffany, as she, she was back home, and she didn't have a car to drive, so not only was she saving up for marriage, but she also needed a car to drive so that when we moved together back to Missouri she would have a vehicle so so my wife got a job at Pizza Hut and she was she was waiting tables and 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 early in this new job that she had Tiffany was waiting table and and she slipped and kind of tripped a little bit and she spilt a drink all over somebody and it was that day we knew that was not the calling of the Lord in her life. And so Tiffany left that job, and she went to work at the mall. She got a job at Dillard's as a cashier and helping people buy clothes. And so she was working at the mall, saving up money for our new wedding, our marriage, a new car, a car to drive. And, and all of a sudden, one night, I get a call from Tiffany in Nebraska. Uh, I, I'm, in, I'm in Missouri, and she calls me, and she tells me, Herbert, you're not going to believe it. I got a car today. My dad bought me a car. I'm like, awesome. You mean you need a car so that when we get married, you'll have one. That's awesome. What kind of car is it? It's a Buick Riviera. Okay. All right. Hadn't seen one of them before. All right. And, you know, it was like 1980-something, you know what I mean? 1980-something Buick Riviera. And, and then she goes on to tell me, yeah, and, and, and he paid this much money for it. And we have now, we're going to have debt on this new car and monthly payments. Holla back. I didn't, why didn't y'all call me? Y'all got me into debt. And you got to pray for your pastor because that summer, my wife was driving her, this car, her dad and her bald, and it kind of started to break down and the air condition went out. And back 20 years ago, I needed a lot of prayer. And so I told my wife, I said, hey, baby, you know, you and your daddy bought that car, girl. You better roll the windows down while <laughs> you drive. That's your car. <laughs> I've been around for 20 years, huh? The Lord had to work on me some, church. I'm a work in progress. I'm better now. But my wife and I, we settled on a car, broke down, debt, payments, something we didn't really want. We settled for less than what we should have had. And at some point in life, we all settle for less than God's best. I like to say it like this, sometimes people settle on settling. They settle on settling. They're satisfied with settling. God has more for their lives, but they're content with settling. Some people settle with God. In 2018, God has more for your life. He has more he wants to do in you and through you. And yet some people will settle for right where they are with God. Some people will settle in their marriage. They're thinking, well, it is what it is. It will never change. And they just settle for the marriage they have. Some people settle in a dating relationship or in a friendship that pulls them away from God. They settle. Some people settle to live upside 
upside down financially. They think, well, it is what it is. My finances will, will never change. And they settle for where they are financially. Some people settle for the bad habits that they have. They think, I'll never change. Uh, it'll never get any better. And they settle in the bad habits that they have. And today, I want us to talk about an individual in the Bible who settled. His name was Esau. And I want to share with you his story about settling out of Genesis chapter 25 today. Let me tell you a little bit about Esau. Esau was the oldest child from Isaac and Rebekah, his parents. And Esau had a twin brother named Jacob. And, and Esau, he was kind of an outdoorsman, kind of this man, just macho man kind of type guy. He liked to go hunting and out with the wild animals. And, and, and so his father kind of favored him. And then Jacob was more of a homebody. He liked to be home. He, he liked to cook. And, and mama favored Jacob. And Esau being the oldest son, that was really big back in that culture. That, that was huge in that culture. You see, the birthright of being the oldest son carried a lot of weight in that culture and time period. You see, being the oldest son would get you the spiritual blessing. It would get you the financial blessing from your father. Being, being the oldest son meant when your dad died that you would become the leader of the family. You would have the authority in the family. It was really big to be the oldest son and to have the oldest child birthright and one day Esau was out hunting and trying to kill wild game he'd been hunting all day and he comes back home and his brother Jacob had been cooking some some stew some soup on the at home and and Esau is hungry and wants some soup and that day Esau traded his birthright for a bowl of soup he traded his future for a bowl of Campbell's soup. And the reality is this. There are a lot of people still today that trade their future, that trade their life, that trade all God has for them for a bowl of soup. And here's the question. Why do we settle for soup? What makes us settle? I, I want us to answer that for the next few moments. Why do we settle for soup when God has so much more? Number one is this. We settle when we're tired. We settle when we're tired. Let's look in Genesis 25 and, and check out Esau. In Genesis 25 verse 29 it says, Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, famished, tired, he said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he, he, he was also called Edom. Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, Esau says, I'm about to die. Esau, he's been hunting all day. He's, he's hungry. He's tired. And he allows his weariness to cause him to settle for a bowl of soup. And he even tells his brother, I'm about to die. And I want to say, boy, you had breakfast this morning. Stop all of that. You're tired and you're not thinking clearly. 
You see, people sell their future for soup when they get tired. You see, friends, when we get tired, we become vulnerable. When, when, we, when we get tired, people can take advantage of us. When we get tired, we start bad habits. We give in to temptation. We make poor decisions. When we get tired, we quit. We, we settle. And some of you are tired today. 2017 was hard on you. You're entering 2018, if the truth be told. You're tired today. You're tired emotionally, mentally, physically. You're tired. You're tired of school. You're, you're tired of being single. You're tired of the dating scene, and you're about to settle. You're tired of being married, and you're about to walk out on your marriage. You're, you're tired of being broke, and you're about to settle into more debt and more bad financial decisions. You're tired of your children, and you feel like you don't have anything else left to give. You're tired. And friends, what you need at the beginning of this year, this year is you need your strength renewed. You need new strength new power, new energy for your weary soul. The Bible says it like this in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 29. It says, he, referring to God, God gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Is there anybody that feels a little weak today? Anybody that, that just kind of tired today and you need some strength in the house today? I, I want you to know God gives strength. He, he, he gives power to the weak. Listen, we all get tired from time to time. We all get weak from time to time. Verse 30 actually says this, even youths shall faint and weary. Even young folk get tired. And the young men shall utterly fall. But verse 31 says this. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I have good news for you today. If you're weary and you're tired, God wants to renew your strength. That's his desire, is to renew your strength. But the key is you have to wait on the Lord. You have to seek the Lord. And at the beginning of every single year, People's Church sets a time aside every single Janu January to seek the Lord, to wait upon the Lord. We have 14 days of prayer and fasting starting next week. And friends, if you've never coupled prayer and fasting together, you don't know what you're missing out on. Can I tell you, if you will pray, if you will wait on the Lord, if you will fast, if you will seek the Lord, I'm telling you, some of you need strength. God's going to give you strength as you wait on the Lord and pray and fast. I've seen people every single year when we pray and fast, even including myself, I've seen people have breakthrough. I've seen people get delivered and set free from addictions. I've seen habits, old habits go by the wayside and new habits. Developed. I've seen prayers answered that people have been praying for years answered doing prayer and fasting. I've seen provision show up as people have prayed and fasted and waited on the Lord. And some of you need strength. You need new power. You need new energy. Wait on the Lord with prayer and fasting. You say, Pastor, I don't know a whole lot about prayer and fasting. Would you check out peopleschurch.tv slash fasting online? 
peopleschurch.tv slash fasting. It's so important that you check it out and that you apply these spiritual disciplines so that you can receive breakthrough, so that you can receive the energy, so that you can receive the strength that you need to live your best life now. And we've carved out time for those two weeks. Monday through Friday, we're going to have a prayer meeting at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. that I want to invite everyone to come to. Now, every year we have this, and there's always more women that come to pray than men. Men, I want to encourage you to come and pray with your pastor. It's quiet in this church today. Wow. Men, would you come and pray? Let's lead the way. Let's seek God. You say, Pastor, I'm busy at 6 in the morning. No, you're not. Come pray. Get up early and come seek the Lord. Wait on the Lord and watch how he begins to work in your life. I want to encourage everybody in, my ch- in this church, every, no matter how old or how young you are, I want to encourage everybody to at least make four prayer meetings those two weeks. Four prayer meetings. Make those meetings and come and seek God and fast and watch what he does in your life. And then on Saturdays, those two Saturdays, we're going to gather at all the different locations that we have from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Saturday. We're going to worship. We're going to pursue God. We're going to seek God. We're going to pray and watch how God begins to renew your strength and you begin to mount up on wings like eagles. You begin to run and not grow weary. How you begin to walk and not faint. I'm telling you the answer for a weary soul is to wait on the Lord. Number two is this. Why do we settle? We settle for instant gratification. We settle for instant gratification. Notice what it says in Genesis 25 and verse 30. He said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. Esau said, I need the soup now, quick. He says, I'm hangry. Not hungry, hangry. Some of you are not familiar with that kind of vernacular, that, that, that terminology and Hangry is simply hungry and angry at the same time. He says, I'm tired. It smells good. It's warm. It's available. Give me some soup now. The the birthright was something he would inherit when his father died. He had to wait to reap the benefits of the birthright, but he could have the soup right now. And Esau settled for a bowl of soup, instant gratification. He settled for yummy in his tummy, satisfying his flesh. And so many people miss out on God's best because of instant gratification. I want it right now. You fill the blank in. I want it right now. I got to have it now. People's church, don't give up what you want most for what you want now. I'm going to say it again. Don't you give up what you want most for what you want now. The cause of so many people's unhappiness is sacrificing what they want most for what they want now. Question, what would your future self want you to do right now? What would your future self Want you, to, want, want, want you to do right now. What would your future job tell you? Work hard right now. Don't cut corners. Get the degree. 
What, what would your future finances tell you? Pay now, play later. Save now. Invest. Get out of debt. What would your future grandchildren tell you? Keep our family together. Don't, don't, don't get so busy chasing your career that you neglect your spouse and your children. Don't get the divorce. What would your future health tell you? Put down the cupcake. Exercise 30 minutes a day. Don't trade your future for instant gratification. Don't settle for a bowl of soup. Don't give up what you want most for what you want now. Instant gratification causes people to settle and not live their best life. Number three is this. We settle because we don't see the future blessing. We settle because we don't see the future blessing. See, Esau settled because he couldn't see with his eyes, with his spiritual eyes. He could not see the future God had for him. Notice what it says in Genesis chapter 25 and verse 32. He says, look, I'm about to die. Esau said, what good is the birthright to me? You see, Esau couldn't see the future blessing. He couldn't see the benefits of the birthright. He couldn't see the future that, uh, that God had for him. There were blessings right around the corner, but he couldn't see them, so he settled for soup. He said, what good is this birthright? Listen, we settle when we can't see. We settle when we can't see what good is this future birthright it's worth a lot you just can't see what good is living right what what good is coming to church what good is fasting and praying what good is making the right decisions what good is working hard listen you just can't see clearly when you can't see you settle and some of you are settling for soup because you can't see the great plan that God has for your life and you're settling don't, don't don't miss this this is really key this is really critical right here throughout the bible god describes himself as the god of abraham isaac and jacob matter of fact you see that phrase in the old testament several times and in the new testament you see that phrase as well where god says i'm the god of abraham isaac and jacob let me give you one example of that in Acts chapter 7 and verse 32. It says, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I submit to you today, it was supposed to be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau. But he settled for a bowl of soup. A bowl of soup caused him to miss his blessing. People's church, don't miss out for what God has for your life in 2018 over a bowl of soup. God, help us to see today. God, open up our spiritual eyes so that we can see that there are blessings right around the corner. Don't let us settle for a bowl of Campbell's soup. Don't let us trade in the birthright and the blessing for soup. 
Isaac. I'm trying. Abraham. Isaac and Esau. And he missed his blessing. I want to switch gears. I'm a practical preacher. I believe in application. Every week it's my goal to apply God's word to your daily life that you would leave out on Sunday and apply what I'm teaching you on Monday. And so I, I, I want to close this message out with some application of what I'm teaching you today from the life of Esau. And if you come every single week to People's Church and you're not moving closer to God, because that's my goal, that you would move, that you would grow spiritually, then one of us is not doing our job. I feel like I'm doing mine. Come on, somebody. Huh? <laughs> uh, so I want you to move, get closer to God, apply the word to your life. Let me tell you how to live your best life. I want to close now by telling you, we've looked at why people settle. Let's switch gears and look at Esau, and let's look at how do we live our best life in 2018 and beyond. Number one is this, your best life happens by choice. Come on, in all of our locations, everybody say choice. That's a key word. Genesis chapter 25 verse 34 says, then Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew. He ate and drank and then got up and left. Notice, so Esau despised his birthright. Esau shrugged off his birthright. He didn't think this small decision to give up his birthright was that big of a deal. And here's what I want us to understand. Every decision we make matters. We make our choices, and then our choices make us. Friends, it's the little decisions that shape our lives. It's the little decisions that shape our future, the little decisions. How many of you, at all of our locations, by raising a hand, how many of you have ever been bitten by an elephant? Raise your hand. Stop lying. How many of you have ever been bitten by a giraffe? Raise your hand. Nobody's raised their hand at all. How many of you have ever been bitten by a mosquito? Raise your hand. It's the little things that'll bite you. It's the little thing. You over here focus on that elephant. It's not the elephant. The elephant's not your problem. It's the little decisions that will, that will bite you. It's the little things. The enemy wants you to think that your daily decisions aren't important and they won't have an impact on your life. And I'm telling you, don't settle with your choices. Every day matters. Attend your kids' ball games. Oh, Pastor, I'm busy. No, 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 no. It's the little decisions. Tell your spouse that you love them every day. Pastor, I told them 10 years ago, they know, no, it's the little things. It's the little things. Show up to work on time. It's the little things. Pay your debt down $100 a month. Say, Pastor, that's not a lot of money. I got, you know, my debt I got. It's the little decisions. Save $100 a month, Pastor. That will never get me to my goal. It's, well, start right now where you are. $100 a month, save it. It's the little decision. Eat salad. For lunch. It's the little decisions. Walk 30 minutes a day. Get up 15 minutes early every day and spend time reading your Bible and praying. You say, Pastor, 15 minutes a day, that won't make a difference. Yes, it will. It's the little decisions that make and shape our future. You make your choices and then your choices make you. 
Your best life happens by choice. Number two is this. Your best life happens by change. By change. Notice this in Hebrews chapter 12. You see, over in the New Testament, it talks about this same story of Esau selling his birthright. And I want to just share a verse with you about how the New Testament sheds light on this story in Genesis 25. And it says in verse 17 in Hebrews 12, afterwards, as you know, after he sold his birthright, he settled for soup. When he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected, even though he sought the blessing with tears. He could not change what he had done. He could not change what he had done. And sometimes we feel like we can't change. You, some of you tried to change in 2017, and yet you ended back up with the same old habits, the same old routines, the same old mess, the same old bad thinkings, the same old addictions, and you feel like, I cannot, ch- I tried in 2016 and in 2015, I cannot change, and what you need is something different in 2018. L- let me share a key for change in 2018. Here, here's the key. Seek the blessor, not the blessing. Seek the blessor, not the blessing. The Bible says that Esau sought the blessing with tears. Esau, you're seeking the wrong thing, man. Seek the blessor with tears, with all your heart. Now, if you Google blessor, it might tell you it's not a word. But this is my sermon, and I'll preach it how I want to. It's a word today. Seek the blessor, not the blessing. Friends, I'm telling you, you will never receive the blessing. You will never receive the change that you desire if you're focused on the blessing instead of focusing on the blessor. That's how some of you missed out on 2017 and 2016 and 2015. You're so busy chasing the blessing. You want the blessing. You want the big thing. And God says, no, no, Max, seek me. Pursue me. Chase after me. Seek the blessing. And watch how I change your life. Watch how I change your desires. Watch how I bring blessings in your life. Along with prayer and fasting, I want you to do that. Couple prayer and fasting with what's happening starting next week, our growth track. It's four steps that will change your life starting next week. There's information in your bulletin about it. Here's what I want you to understand about growth track. In growth track, I'm going to teach you God's purpose for your life. It doesn't matter who you are. I know what God's purpose is for your life. And I'm going to teach you God's purpose for your life. And I want to encourage you at the beginning of this year, would you quit seeking after your own purpose? Would you quit doing your own thing and then asking God to bless it? It won't work out. He sought the blessing with tears. It won't work out like that. Would you pursue God's purposes? Would you seek his purpose for your life? Would you pursue God with all of your heart and seek out his plan for your life? And watch how he begins to change your life. Your best life happens by choice. Your best life happens by change. And I want to, before I give you number three, I want to give you a homework assignment. And I know some of you are thinking, Pastor, I didn't come to church for homework. But, but, but I, wanna, I, want, I really want you to change this year. 
Here's your homework assignment. Would you write down two areas you want to change in 2018? It's on the screen for you right there. Just write that down so you can go home and think about it. Write down two areas you want to change in 2018. And I know some of you, you're going to write down like 20. Don't write down 20. You will not change 20 areas in one year. But you can change two. If you're serious about growing in your faith and making progress and living your best life, write down this week, think about it, two areas you want to change in 2018. That leads me to number three. And number three is this. Your best life happens by consistency. By consistency. Most of us have heard the phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day. And that phrase reminds us that it takes time to make something great. And it's really true. It, it can take weeks or months or even years to lose the weight or to break the bad habit or to change our poor thinking, or to get the degree. It doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. It can take months or weeks or years to get the promotion, or to land the big contract, or to improve the marriage, or to find the right spouse, or to raise world-changing kids. Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. It's easy to overestimate the importance of building your Roman Empire and underestimate the importance of laying another brick. Friends, the only way to change your life, to establish new habits, to reach your 2018 goals, to live your best life, is you have to lay another brick hour by hour, day by day, month by month, lay another brick. People don't want to be consistent, but it takes consistency. Quit, quit focusing on your Roman Empire for your marriage. Quit focusing on your Roman Empire for your career. Quit focusing on your Roman Empire for your finances. Quit focusing on your Roman Empire for your children or your future. And start focusing on laying another brick. Lay another brick. It takes consistency to live your best life now. And people don't like consistency. Because consistency is not sexy. You don't get to Instagram about consistency. Laying a brick. People don't applaud you for laying a brick. It's unexciting. It can just be difficult day by day. It's mundane. Just to lay another brick. Here's your homework assignment. Say, Pastor, two in one day? Come on. Two in one day. Here's your homework assignment. Number two, write down two ways you can be more consistent in 2018. Here it's on the screen for you. Write down two ways you can be more consistent in 2018. Now, here's the key. I want you to tie the first homework assignment to the second homework assignment. So when you're writing down the two, two ways to be more consistent in 2018, make sure it's connected to the areas you want to change. How do you be more consistent every single day in that area to see the change you want to see and let God help you in those areas by simply laying another brick? What's your, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm saying if you want to change in 2018, lay a brick and start eating green beans, grilled chicken, and salad for dinner. 
And then you can have dessert twice a week. Lay another brick. Say, Pastor, you're losing your mind. Hey, I gave you two days to eat dessert. Come on, somebody. You ought to be excited. Go walk 30 minutes a day and exercise. Lay another brick. Go to work on time and actually do your job instead of gossiping. Lay another brick. Take your wife, your spouse out on a date twice a month. Lay another brick. Go to your children's ball games. Invest in their life. Lay another brick. Actually do your homework every day and study for the test. Lay another brick. Well, I came to church the first Sunday of the year, and I'm happy for you. Way to go, but one Sunday won't change your life. Make up in your mind, I'm going to attend as many Sundays as I can attend this year. I'm going to lay another brick. I'm going to get up 15, 20 minutes early every morning, and I'm going to pray, read my Bible, and worship. Lay another brick. In 2018, I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to stop all that complaining. I'm going to have a good attitude. Every day I made up in my mind, I'm going to be positive in 2018. Lay another brick. It takes consistency hour by hour, day by day, month by month. Make up in your mind, you're going to lay another brick. Your life will change by choice, it will change by change, and it will change by consistency. You got to make up in your mind in 2018, you're going to lay another brick. Come on, somebody. 2018 is going to be different. 2018 is going to be different than 2017. 2018 is going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. 2018 is going to be different.